Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Two Sons Podcast. I am your co-host with my fellow host, the wonderful, the luscious, the amazing Joseph. Yo, yo. And uh, today we are finishing up our exciting conversation on Rotten Tomatoes and Star Wars. So this is going to be the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is going to be the uh, third and final installment of our conversation on Rotten Tomatoes and Star Wars. Apologies for last week. Uh, my brother came down with a good old case of the sickness. So, uh, we weren't able to really record. He sounded kind of terrible. You know, kind of kind of same thing that I went through. But uh, now he's feeling a little bit better. So we could finally wrap up our interesting and wonderful conversation on Star Wars. And... Uh, you know, just see where the rest of the list takes us. Uh, we probably got about a third of the list left. Um, if you were listening to our uh, other video where we did like part one and part two, we left off with a Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So that's where we're going to be picking it back up. But before we do, just like every single episode, we have to take time to sit down and ask each other, Joey, how are you doing this fine Wednesday evening? Oh, why, uh, why, thank you, brother. Um, you know, like, like Phil said, uh, apologies for, you know, lack of stuff last week. Um, I'm still getting over being sick. I uh, really couldn't talk or at, at all without coughing last week. So apologies if I do that um, today. Um, I can't really hear out of my right ear. I have an ear infection. So uh, again, apologies if I'm a little loud, but it's gotten better. Um, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, you know, looking into, uh, you know, applying to some new jobs and, you know, maybe actually getting a career um, since I am graduating in May. So uh, that's something that's on my mind right now. Um, every, you know, everything else is going well. I mean, we're coming up on like a little break at work. Uh, you know, the only thing that's really coming out is Mario in April. And then after that, it's just uh, movie after movie. So looking forward to a little break. And, um, you know, just chucking along, trying to figure out things. So, uh, overall, I think I'm doing well. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Oh, well, you know, you know I, I'd be doing, I'd be doing, you know, uh, it's only the, it's only the middle of the week. So, uh, you know, I fully acclimated back into a Florida society in life. And, um, you know, school's going pretty well, you know, can't complain about that. You know, work is, work is going really well. Um, you know, we had a shipment come in this week, so we had some pretty cool stuff and, uh, <clears throat> overall we've been uh been pretty good pretty good you know can't complain you know i feel like i'm on the uh the right track i think i'm pretty much recovered um you know my allergies you know here and there but otherwise uh feeling a lot better and uh i'm just excited to uh, sit down and uh, record this wonderful episode also quick note since we are on the topic of star wars the episode today for the mandalorian and bad batch was amazing so if anybody's out there and watch those shows please let us know what you thought, uh, what your reactions were. Were you shocked? Were you surprised? And if you haven't watched it yet, well, please take the opportunity to watch it because it was amazing. So, as in myself, I have not watched those yet. Um, you know, speaking of that, because I know today was the fi- uh, finale of Bad Batch. Um, after I watch it, <coughs> excuse me. Hopefully tomorrow, um, I definitely think that's an episode we got to do. Because uh, we have not really talked about Clone Wars at all or anything relating to that, as in shows. And um, I, I, as you guys, I don't think you guys know because we don't talk about it. I am a fan 
of the Bad Batch along with my brother, but I do have a record tattoo, so I do associate a little more with the Bad Batch. Rekka. <laughs> so um, I definitely am excited to see the final, and I heard, you know, some interesting stuff happens, and, uh, you know, Dave Filoni's going to rip yeah. our hearts out again because, you know, why not Dave Filoni? By the way, Dave Filoni, if you're listening, I love your cowboy hat style, and please notice us and, you know, just talk to us or something. That'd be really cool. Um, you're a great guy, and I, you know, I liked you before you even took over the Mandalorian with John Favreau. So I'm just saying, you know, uh, day one, who, who, you know, um, yeah, 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 he 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 definitely did rip our hearts out. It was, it was very, no very spoilers. Emotional. I didn't see it. I'm sorry, very emotional. No spoilers. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to take a a a, a long hard look at myself in the shower, and, you know, just think about the. The episode. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, um, you know, while he's on that, uh, you ready to jump back into our wonderful episode here? I am fandidly ready to jump back into this wonderful episode that we have. <laughs> Wowzers, that's what I like to hear. Um uh, poggers. So <laughs> this episode actually works out because we are actually going into the top ten now. Um, but let's just again, um, start off with what we were at what we left off with last time and that was rogue one a star wars story so um you know just to refresh ourselves we are pretty much about halfway through this list like i said we are in the top 10 now and we're really getting into the um what's the word i want to use we're getting into the area that is going to be quite interesting to talk about because a lot of these projects come as surprises <coughs> to be ranked this high um but a lot of them definitely deserve to be up here so going with Rogue One, I think almost, you know, everybody can mutually agree that Rogue One is probably one of the best Star Wars projects that has been put out there to date, um, definitely in more modern times. But as a whole, I think it is one of the best Star Wars projects and movies to be made um, in Star Wars. It is just, one, it's a very rewatchable movie. Pretty iconic scenes, including the Vader hallway scene. Which, fun fact, that was actually added after the movie finished. And Dave Filoni, of course, was the one who directed that scene. So the cowboy he, hat man? Cowboy hat man. So oh, he, nice. he knows how to rip our hearts out and bring badass stuff to uh, your screens. I feel like he gets enjoyment of <laughs> breaking uh, Star Wars fans' hearts. <laughs> he, he definitely just has like a dartboard. And just puts like, you know, when Clone Wars was out, he just put a bunch of clones' <laughs> names on. He's like, all right, Fives, Thorn, uh, Captain Kelly. And, you know, he's just like, which one, which one this episode? And it'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh, Fives, okay. And then boom. Um, but yes, uh, also we get introduced to characters such as Jyn Erso. Uh, we get reintroduced. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, characters such as Saul Guerrero. Um, we also get a look at, um, what's it called? Death Troopers. We get a look at um, Andor and introduce his character, and obviously we do see more of him after this. Uh, we have the characters, I'm sorry, I don't remember their names, but um, the blind kyber crystal um, man, you know, who is like who was the protector of the Kyber Temple? Along yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. I just don't remember his. He um... is definitely one of the most interesting characters that they made. Um, and overall, it's just again like there's it's such high stakes 
And as we know, it's literally, they made this movie off of one line from A New Hope. And uh, I think they connect it beautifully. And it's, you know, it's sad because I would love to see more of Jyn Erso and maybe they could make a show like they did with Andor because I think Felicity Jones would be awesome to see again. But you wait, know, Joey, if... you can't see her because she died. Yeah, but like I'm saying prior, obviously. Oh, oh okay, I think, obviously. I think it would be cool if they did it for Andor. No way they can't do it for Jyn Erso, you know? I think there's definitely a lot of material there because, I mean, obviously she spent a lot of time with Saw Guerrera and her rebels, and she was like a soldier in in that detachment. So I definitely think they probably have enough material for at least like a season, you know, uh, worth of content. So I think that'd be pretty cool. And it would just like it doesn't have to like, you know, no high stakes, no nothing, just like a movie, like kind of just like how how do I want to say, not like a bounty hunting, you know, show, but like. Just a show where we see the Star Wars world, but just like you know, kind of normal stuff going on. I mean, obviously, right. she, like you said, she was in Saul Guerrero's unit and she was doing some other stuff, but it'd be you know a little more on the normal side. And you know, we're not introducing characters like Luke Skywalker or anything in that. It would just be it would just be fun to see. And you know, maybe they will do it in the future. Who knows? Especially with the success of Andor, because apparently, again, I still have not watched it, but I heard it was a very popular show. And one of the best in people's opinions, but um, overall, gr- great film. And you know, it's in my opinion, it should be higher on this list. I would for sure put it in the top five of my Star Wars projects, in my opinion. But um, that de- definitely great. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty fair assessment. I mean, I definitely think it's a little low when it comes to the top ten. I would definitely put it at least mid tier when you know looking at this list at a quick glance. Especially when you have some projects that are rated above this and you're just like, what the hell are they smoking at Ron Tomatoes? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I agree with you. I think um, I'm fine with the uh, critic and the audience score. I think it's it's pretty reasonable. I mean, Certified Fresh, 84%. Uh, audience score, 87%. I mean, I think that's that's pretty standard. I, I agree with Ron Tomato based on their scores. However, I would definitely put it higher up on the list. And... I agree that it it tells a beautiful story. You know, they took this like one simple line from A New Hope and uh, they turned it into a whole movie. And obviously this movie did something differently where all the, you know, main characters, you know, protagonists that were, you know, even antagonists that were involved in this movie were actually killed off. And usually in Star Wars projects, you know, you have characters survive most of the time. You know, most of the time you'll have your main character survive. Uh, You know, you will have some beloved characters die, but Usually they're more of like the side characters, so the story doesn't focus around them too much. But uh, this was the first Star Wars project that basically was just like, oh, hey, here's a bunch of new characters that you'll grow to love throughout the film. And then guess what? That's the only time you're going to get to know them because they all die. And then you're just (laughs) like, okay. Um, But I thought they wrote the story beautifully. Um, I mean, all the planets that we went to visit were really cool. Especially Scarif. I mean, Scarif was really cool. Seeing Jeddah was really cool. Um, you know, once again, all the characters, you know, where they were really beloved and, you know, I feel like you had enough time to like get to know them before their like ultimate demise. And, uh, overall, I mean, the action sequences were great. Um, you know, a little bit of espionage, a little bit of, you know, uh, spying, you know, all, all around, it was kind of like, you know, almost like a mixture of like Mandalorian and or, you know, kind of like rolled into one almost, you know, I had a little bit of everything and uh, I think that's why it's one of the most popular Star Wars movies uh, out there to this day and why every Star Wars fan has a pretty general positive um, 
you know, recollection or, you know, attitude towards this movie. So. <clears throat> oh, it's, I, I, I completely forgot. It also brought us, well, introduced and then, you know, killed him. Um, <laughs> like everybody else in this film, K2SO. He's, he's one of the funniest droids we've seen in Star Wars. And it's just all the homies. It's always fun when they bring, and he was badass too. He was just like slamming people down. Um, so it was cool to see him um, in this and see the intro, uh, introduction of him. But I'm going to get off topic for a little bit because I just saw this in my room. By the way, Philip, or any of our audience, if you haven't tried, Dr. Pepper has a new flavor called Strawberries and Cream. I got it the other day, but I got the zero sugar version. Phenomenal probably one of the best dr pepper flavors to date i highly recommend i have actually tried that and i do believe it is uh bus and bussin it is bus and bussin yes sir yes sir i'm sorry i just had to say that because I saw no that no it, it is totally fine i mean that that is what we are here for we are here for these sporadic nonsense conversations perfect. so that 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 was a perfect perfect segue into our next next topic Yes, exactly. Because it also another quick side note, but it has to do with Rogue One. But another quick side note: um, a character from Rogue One was actually featured in uh, one of the episodes of the Bad Batch. Oh, yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. Have I seen that episode? You have not. It's one of the new episodes. Very interesting. I am. Uh, I'm gonna be excited to look for that when I watch them tomorrow. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Very. Good. It is. Very uh, cool. It. I have to admit, uh, if you don't look for it or you don't listen to it carefully, you're going to miss it because they say their name like in a split second and then like it kind of cuts to a different scene. So you have to like look and listen carefully. Mm, well, I definitely, uh, oh, you know, maybe I have a feeling of who it's going to be, but I, uh, I definitely am going to be on the lookout for that. Thank you for the heads up. You are so welcome. <laughs> But uh, I just I just thought of that while we were talking about Rogue One because I was like, because I was sitting at work and I was watching it and then I was like, son of a bitch! I was like, that's so and so. But moving on from Rogue One, we have the uh, ninth Star Wars project in our list. No, isn't this uh, ten? Um, hold on, I don't know. Let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, I'm sorry. So this is actually the tenth. Sorry. I got confused because we said we were in the top 10, but we were actually in the top 11. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, 10th Star Wars project on the list is Star Wars The Bad Batch, which premiered in 2021 and is currently ongoing, obviously, in the present day, as we just discussed a little bit earlier. Uh, the second season of their production just wrapped up and finished out. So uh, there is yet to be news on whether or not there's going to be a third season uh, based on how, obviously, how these two episodes ended. Uh, it would make a lot of sense if there was a third season, but we'll have to wait until, like, Star Wars Celebration to see if they announce anything for the future. Um, Star Wars The Bad Batch has a, <coughs> excuse me, a uh, 87% fresh uh, score, critic score, and it has an 83% audience score. Um, right off the bat, I think the scores are fair. I think Ron Tomato actually gets this one right. I mean, I, I think the critical score of 87% and the audience score of 83 is pretty accurate in my opinion. I think it's pretty fair. Um, some of the starring, uh, voice actors in the series are going to be, uh, D Bradley Baker, which, you know, if you don't know, he's done 
Everyone. Pretty much every single clone <laughs> voice in the Clone Wars uh, TV show and movie. So, you know, he reprises his role once again as, uh, you know, the voice of the clones. Uh, we have Ming Nang Na Wen. And to be honest, I'm not exactly sure who. Fennec Shan. Ah. Uh, wait, Fennec Shan. She was in the Bad Batch? Yeah, she was in last season. Remember when they brought back Cat Vegan for a little bit? Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay. She was in it and then we have um, Steven Stanton. And do you know who he voice acted? I I couldn't tell you honestly. So you know those those are the 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 three you know at least starring voice actors that they give uh, on the list. Uh, executive producer is Dave Filoni and three more. So you know again, you gotta assume that like you know most of the animated projects or TV shows kind of like have like a mixture of like the same producers and stuff like that. So a lot of these uh, future like TV series are gonna have like more than one producer because they each produce like different episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Overall, a little, uh, you know, backstory on the Bad Batch and just basically, you know, what's going on timeline-wise. So the Bad Batch first appears at the end of the Clone Wars era. So, you know, we see them go on a few missions um, towards the end of the Clone Wars, uh, you know, fighting what's left of the Separatist Alliance. And, uh, you know, that's really when we get to know them as characters. Well, actually, they make their first appearance in Clone Wars Season 7, and that's when we're first formally introduced to them. And uh, they are known as Clone Force 99. They are a unit of specially enhanced clone troopers, uh, each of them with their own special abilities and adaptations. And like I said, we are first introduced to them in Star Wars, the Clone Wars season seven. And, you know, because of their high popularity and, um, you know, I guess fans wanted to see more, they decided to make a whole show on the Bad Batch themselves. And basically the Bad Batch has taken us through a journey of the end of the Clone Wars uh, the fall of the Republic, the birth of the Empire, and uh, the Bad Batch, and also the clones themselves, uh, finding themselves fighting this uh, losing battle to uh, find out where their place is in the galaxy, while also trying to traverse a difficult and challenging road ahead of them. Yes, um, that was actually that, that was pretty good. You know what do you, what do you think? That that was pretty good, right? That that was pretty good. I gotta say, uh, pretty much hit it. Uh, you know, nail on the head, much like. A lot of groups that we see in movies or TV, uh, this one, uh, it actually did first consist of four clones, as in um, Hunter, which is like the leader who is basically Rambo, but in clone form. Um, Wrecker, which is the muscle. Uh, Tech, which is the brains. And Crosshair, which is the, Crosshair, excuse me, which is the um, sniper. Crosshair. Uh, And then obviously as Clone Wars goes on, they add um, Echo to their ranks, and he is kind of like the support. Uh, he gets into places, kind of acts as like that droid almost, because obviously he is basically part droid at this point. Um, so, and then, you know, it's it's definitely been interesting to see the past two seasons, because season one, we were seeing, uh, you know, the very start of Order 66 and the at- aftermath of that. Um, we got in, uh, reintroduced to characters such as Kanan, um, you know, who is in Rebels, obviously. Uh, we got uh, reintroduced to uh, Cad Bane. We saw Fennec Shan in there. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember who else we see. Obviously, we see, like, you know, the resurface of certain clones, like Rex and Cody. Um, and it's just, you know, basically they go from trying to save, you know, one of their members, Crosshair, and, you know, have him join them. And, um, you know, we see that take place throughout the first season. And the second season is kind of them going on uh, missions and, um, you know, bounties to basically earn whatever they can. 
and then throughout the stakes get a little higher and we see them go uh, and really kind of, uh, what's the one I'm looking for, go back to almost that. I mean, they always had the same mentality, but now they're really coming up against bigger forces and uh, we're seeing Omega be a Omega. critical part of the plans to cloning Palpatine and um, yeah. that whole storyline down the road. So I'm very excited to see where it goes. I think they will keep doing it just because it brings us Clone Wars animation. People seem to love the show and the characters more and more as time goes on. And, um, you know, Dave Filoni is great. So either way, I think he's going to do it justice. Um, I do agree. Again, I think 87% is very good for this because some episodes lack, but it has been picking up recently. And um, I think, honestly, every episode has been good in its own sort. Um, But I definitely am loving this season. Uh, And the audience score is fair. A lot of people say it's a little bland and a little slow. Um, You know, again, some episodes may be better than others, such as the Crosshair Crosshair and uh, Mayday episode. While, you know, some episodes where they do something for Sid is uh, not as exciting. But um, it definitely is a great continuation of that Clone Wars era. And I love seeing the story of the early days of the Empire from clones perspective and seeing the clone stories uh, phase out, you know, seeing what actually happened to the millions of clones after the empire happened, you know, uh, especially the ones that even followed the empire, how they were treated and phased out of that plan. Um, So yeah, it's a great way to kick off our top 10. If uh, there's nothing else to say, let's move on to our number nine spot. So at number nine, we have probably one of the best uh, projects that Star Wars has put out. And uh, it's definitely a fan favorite show. And we have actually our first 90% Rotten Tomatoes on this list, uh, which is The Mandalorian. Um, wait, um, I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. Um, I, you totally just skipped over a movie. No, I didn't. Bad Batch. And then it was The Mandalorian. Oh, because my list has The Bad Batch, and then it has Star Wars The Last Jedi, and then it has The Mandalorian. How'd you rate it from to to tomato meter? Yeah, from uh, tomato meter. What's the tomato meter for Last Jedi? Um, ninety-one percent, and then forty-two percent audience score. And what's the one for Mandalorian? Uh, ninety-one percent and eighty-five percent critic score. Uh, audience score. I'm confused because mine says it's ninety percent. Let me refresh the page and see if they somehow updated this in like the past week. <laughs> um, I wonder if this oh, list is okay. Yeah, I was about to say. I wonder if this list is like actively um, I, I, I updated. Guess, like, I guess they did um, update it because it actually I refreshed <coughs> the page, which I did before, and apparently it is at ninety-one uh, percent. So I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I guess I was wrong. Um, like my brother said, um, <coughs> going into our number nine spot, I guess we have Star Wars: The Last Jedi um, with, believe it or not, a ninety-one percent. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and like you heard before, a 42% audience score. And uh, this is one of the worst audience scores on this list. Um, And a surprise tomato meter score from Rotten Tomatoes, in my opinion. As you guys know, this is the second film in the most recent trilogy that has come out, starring the likes of Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, um, Daisy Ridley, and so on. Um, <clears throat> this film has gotten definitely a lot of criticism. 
and it's you know come up in discussion <coughs> you know almost every year since it's come out and people either going to one side or the other side of it um I will say just off the bat, I am not a fan of this movie. Um, again, I think switching directors screwed up the last franchise. Uh, sorry, the last trilogy. Um, again, I do think it has some of the most beautiful shots in Star Wars. I love the ending battle scene. Um, and I do like certain scenes with Kylo Ren, um, Snoke, and Rey. But um, other than that, I do not really like much about this movie. I think the story is just a little bland. Um, I don't necessarily agree with how they worked um, Luke Skywalker's character. Um, and again, I think it just, I, I, I think from when it started, it did not necessarily have a plan of where to go. And I think Star Wars didn't plan correctly. I, I do think this is, movie is Disney's fault in the aspect of not planning properly and um they this is where they messed up but um you know overall it's not a movie i would normally rewatch uh if it's on i will re i will watch it because of course i like star wars and i will most likely watch anything star wars um but i am not a fan of this movie and i i really definitely don't agree with rotten tomatoes on this um maybe there's critically acclaimed things that i'm not seeing and, you know, aspects of dialogue or where the story goes. Again, I think it is very, I think certain scenes are great. But um, overall, it you know, those scenes don't make it, uh, put it up this high, in my opinion. So um, I don't consider it a garbage movie, but I uh, do not consider it deserving of the top 10. And I would put it as, you know, one of the bottom ones on this list. Yeah, I mean, I would have to pretty much agree with you. Um, everything you said was pretty solid, to be honest. Uh, for those of you that don't know, did you say who it was directed by? Um, it is directed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, you know, for for those of you that do not know, um, basically the whole premise of Star Wars The Last Jedi is that uh, following the events of Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, after the Resistance has sex successfully uh, destroyed uh, Starkiller Base, uh, they are now on the run from the First Order who is pursuing them after the destruction of their base. And um, that's pretty much the whole story, to be, to be, to be <laughs> completely honest. I mean, when, you, when you really think about it, like, from start to end, that's basically the whole story. It's basically, after the events of Starkiller Base, the Resistance is basically running away from the First Order. And basically the whole movie is the First Order slowly picking off one by one the Resistance until they're finally able to escape to crate, I believe, after um, one of the admirals of the resistance basically does like some sort of like kamikaze, like suicidal hyperspace jump, and uh, pretty much shatters the first order fleet. But other than that, I mean, I agree with a lot of your points. I think a lot of the characters either stagnated in their development or like they just completely went off track. Like I do not agree with the ending of Luke Skywalker. Um, I think it was pretty poor for such a beloved character, to be honest. Um, and, you know, even some like side characters, like for example, like John Boyega, who plays Finn, um, he seemed to have a lot of promise in his development. And it seems like that little side journey or that little side story that he was you know, that they were building between um, Finn and Rose was kind of like a waste of time. I really didn't think that their journey, like, away from the fleet into the uh, gambling planet really had any benefit or made any difference when it came to, like, helping the Resistance uh, against the First Order. 
Um, I thought it kind of like stagnated his character development and that whole like you know try to like romance that they were building between um, Rose and Finn. Uh, I just wasn't for it to be honest. Um, yeah. I uh, I also didn't really like the way um, you know the force connection was like introduced in this movie between um, Ray and Kylo. Uh, I mean, obviously we'll find out later that it was Emperor Palpatine who was manipulating the connection, uh, which is why they were seeing each other through the force. But I, again, they were kind of slowly building this, like, somewhat awkward romantic relationship with one another. And um, I just wasn't for it, personally. Um, I feel like Ray's training on um, the um, planet, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the planet's name, but the uh, training that Ray went through on the planet with Luke Skywalker, um, I kind of thought it was pointless to be honest uh, i really feel like she didn't learn much when it came to her like force ability and lightsaber skill in all honesty i feel like she learned more from the training that she did herself and the training that she got from uh leia in the rise of skywalker um mm-hmm. i mean obviously you could you could argue that you know luke skywalker you know cut himself off from the force and he wasn't really willing to train ray um but you know and then again especially with kylo um they kind of just made him like mentally unstable in this movie because obviously mm-hmm. he thought killing his father in the force awakens would officially turn him to the dark side. But we find out that it just kind of like shatters him more and it just makes him even more broken. And, um, you know, his character just kind of goes in this like mentally unstable direction where like, he just like loses his shit in the elevator on like one scene. And then like in the next scene, he's like getting force lightnings by, uh, Snoke and then like all of a sudden he becomes like the supreme leader you know towards the end of the film and he's like throwing a tantrum on crate and going after a holographic Luke Skywalker so um, <laughs> the, the, the movie has these characters going all over the place however um, there were some nice scenes um, I think the planets were nicely designed um, you know crate and the uh, gambling planet I thought uh, they were really well designed um, I thought any sequences like, you know, in space or any battles such as the throne room with uh, Ray and Kylo versus the, I, I don't know what you would call, I guess like just Snoke's guard. I don't know if they have a fancy name. Yeah, um, I don't remember if they exactly had a name. I believe they did, but um, that definitely... but, uh, that whole throne room sequence was great. Um, I thought the speeder run on crate was also great when they were like attacking the first order weapon. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Cool. Um, so there were some like you know promising points, but overall there was just too much um, negativity and just too much going wrong with this film that I'm surprised. I mean, again, I would love to see why the critics put it so high. Uh, I could definitely understand the audience score. I mean, I think we all feel that way by the Last Jedi, but I'm honestly very shocked to see why it's a 91%, and it's especially since it's certified fresh too. So I, I want to see what the critics honestly see from this movie that made it so highly rated. I but, do. Um, gotta say um you know again like off the bat it's it comes out of the shock to me that this film is you know as just really not good as it should be because ryan johnson is actually critically acclaimed director and has made great films um and (laughs) excuse me um i think we can both agree that we do like you know daisy ridley adam driver and all of them but it just it just honestly is so unfortunate the direction this film went because it would have been the best if we honestly saw Finn die 
in you know the sacrifice he was going to make because it would have been a better end to his character than we got um in my opinion at least you know it would have closed off his story before it could have even developed into even more nowhere i also know? think it would have developed ray's character a little bit further because i mean surety lost a father figure in the sense of like han solo in the force awakens so the fact that like she would lose her like best friend or companion you know and have two people that were close to her die from you know like back to back um i think that would have developed her character better and again i think it would have closed out finn's story beautifully because he was the stormtrooper who rebelled against the first order he fought for something he believed in instead of running away he decided to stand and fight and i mean that message was perfect because again in the force awakens we see that all he wants to do is run away he wants to get as far away from the first order as possible and he, lo- he cares about something around him that he has to stand and fight. And that message, along with that scene, would have been the perfect send off for him. Oh, yeah. And it's just, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it just, it, the, the biggest word I would use in this is the letdown. Um, I just, I just think it's a complete letdown, especially with the way they went with both Kylo and Ray's character. I really do think this last trilogy could have definitely, it definitely could have did a lot better with both Ray and Kylo as characters. And unfortunately switching the directors and, you know, basically once you switch something in the middle of it, it's not going to work. You know, no matter, even if this was, you know, a so-called better direction for this, you know, story to go in, it just didn't work because they switched the director again. So um, it just it, it was very unplanned, and I think it was too quick. Because if we do look at the you know last trilogy, we have this is wrong because Last Jedi came out in twenty eighteen, not twenty seventeen. But Force Awakens came out in twenty seventeen. Last Jedi came out in twenty eighteen. Rise Skywalker came out in twenty nineteen. Three years for these three movies—way too short, in my opinion. Uh, you know whether or not how fast they were filmed, I don't know. But I definitely think they should have, you know, really seen the reaction to people, saw what people thought would have happened, and, you know, went on top of that. I think that this trilogy could have ended a year ago. Realistically, it should have ended a year ago. It should have been at least five or six years for these three, uh, excuse me, these three movies. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate, and it definitely is very surprising that it's this high, you know, from a critic standpoint. But um, obviously, as we can see, because critics rate it so good doesn't mean people are fans of it. And we see that with that 42% um, audience score. Uh, very, very, very well said, Joey. Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, moving on to the list uh, right above Star Wars The Last Jedi. <clears throat> we have The Mandalorian. Uh, it began production and aired in 2019, and it is currently going on in the present day. They are in the middle of their third season. Uh, they're about five episodes in. The critics gave it a uh, fresh score of 91%, and the audience gave it a score of 85%. Um, so some of the starring actors are Pedro Pascal as Din Djarin, also known as The Mandalorian, uh, Katie Sackhoff, which, is she the one that played um, Cara Dune in the first two seasons? No, that's Gina, um, Gina Caro. So is Katie Sackhoff, is she Bo-Katan then? Possibly, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I'm not sure either. And then finally, we have uh, Carl Weathers, who plays. Um, he just like he literally just said his name today. Um, 
I uh God, I I'm hold on. I wanna um Reef something? Reef Reef Karga. Reef Karga. Yes, he plays the character Reef Karga, who was like um I think he was the um leader of like the Hunter Hunter Guild on Navarro and then now he is great of Navarro. <clears throat> the executive producers for the show are John Farafow and four more. Um, so again, you know, we have a couple of producers, uh, you know, producing different episodes. Um, overall, the Mandalorian basically is a story about a uh, lone Mandalorian by the name of Din Djarin and basically his journey as he travels the galaxy um, through bounty hunting and uh, making a living uh, while using the planet of Navarro as a home base. Uh, but while he's also bounty hunting, he also belongs to a secret uh, covet of Mandalorians. And, uh, you know, we get a background into, you know, Mandalorian culture and society. Um, and along the way, uh, the Mandalorian meets the small but lovable character of Grogu, who uh, comes from the same species as Yoda. And basically the first two seasons uh, explore their journey throughout the galaxy as they meet new characters, you know, some friends, some foes. Um, you know, we get a background to Din Djarin's childhood and, you know, who he is and, you know, why he is the man he is today. Um, you know, we get a deep dive into Mandalorian culture and society and some ways of life. Um, you know, we are reintroduced to some lovable characters. We meet some other lovable characters. Um, we meet some pretty nasty people. Um, and then we also meet some adorable ones, a.k.a. Grogu. Um, we see his development. We find out he is Force-sensitive. And uh, he also has some post-trauma from Ordi 66, which is, um, you know, very sad. But um, basically, yeah, basically it's just kind of like a, a high-space uh, Western film. And, uh, you know, it takes place post-Imperial era. So it takes place after the fall of the Galactic Empire. Um, however, there still are remnants of Imperial, you know, I guess you can kind of call them like Imperial, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh not like legions, but you know, basically just there's like, you know, bands of Imperial soldiers and, and, uh, and, you know, staff still out there. Um, but you know, it primarily takes place at, you know, after the fall of the galactic empire and like, you know, we see the birth of the new Republic. And like I said, we still see some, uh, you know, contingents and, uh, you know, groups that, you know, were once Imperial. So like, you know, post Imperial, um, and overall it's just a really fun star Wars adventure show pretty much. Um, I think, first of all, I mean, let's talk about design. Um, I think the costume design, I think the world design is, is fantastic. Um, I think they blow it out of the park, especially when it comes to like, you know, modeling the Mandalorians, um, you know, all the ships. I mean, you know, the Razor Crest was obviously like iconic. Um, everybody was extremely upset when it was blown up and destroyed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, even the Imperials. Uh, you know, look badass, um, you know, the New Republic, you know, they look pretty cool. And, um, you know, overall, it gave us a lot of, uh, you know, blaster combat, which was pretty cool. Um, we don't really see too much lightsaber combat, obviously, because, you know, it doesn't really focus on the Jedi or the Sith or, you know, any Force users. Um, you know, we do see a little combat with the Darksaber, and then we do see a little combat with uh, Luke Skywalker um, in the scene with the uh, Dark Troopers. Um and then we also see that small scene uh, with Ahsoka, but uh, other than that, you know, I 
I it's it's really a great show. Um, I mean, I don't think there's really ever been an episode where <laughs> I was just like, um, okay, like why did they do this or why did they go in that direction? Um, I think the story is pretty straightforward. I think there's you know even if it focuses on different characters, you know there is an underlying story to like what's going on, and um, overall it's a great watch. I mean, I think it's one of Disney's you know most successful Star Wars shows. I think everybody loves The Mandalorian. And, um, you know, again, people like Pedro Pascal, um, they knock that role out of the park and they do such a phenomenal job. And, um, yeah, I, I would agree with uh, where it's at. Because let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, I would probably, oof. Um, I would move it up. I would I move, would it, move up. it up. I think it, I think it's it's either good enough for top five or like maybe right below, maybe like the sixth or seventh spot. Um, so I do agree with the scores though. I think 91% uh, is pretty spot on for the critical score and 85% is, you know, pretty accurate for, um, the audience. Cause I know some people, um, really aren't as into the Mandalorian as others. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I would disagree with the placement. I think it should be up higher. Um, but I do agree with the scores that they have. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, since the Mandalorian came out, it, um, you know, really introduced us to a side of Star Wars that we really didn't see in the movies or in, you know, the shows. I mean, we did see, obviously, the Mandalorians in Clone Wars and stuff like that. Um, but this was, <clears throat> you know, when it first started, a uh, basically bounty hunting show. And, you know, we saw this raw and gritty uh, bounty hunter who is also a Mandalorian. Um, and they are probably some of the coolest um, fighters in Star Wars. And uh, obviously, we get the introduction of Baby Yoda, as people call him. And then we, you know, learn his name is Grogu. And then we, you know, learn his story because he is Yoda's species. And seeing another um, person of Yoda's species, whether or not they're Force-sensitive or not, it's just something we don't see often in Star Wars outside of Yoda and um, uh, Yaddle. And uh, by the way, Yaddle in Tales of Jedi was super cool. Um, That was great to see. Uh, Pretty slept on, too. You know, she held her own against Dooku. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, getting off of that, um, we see also the introduction of, you know, how people live when the empire is kind of crumbling, you know, but we see like this kind of order slash no order that's going on. You know, obviously this does take place in the outer rim and stuff, um, but we do see Coruscant in that in further seasons. But, um, you know, who know, who knew we could love a character such as IG-88 as much as we did? Um, who thought we would have get we would have been introduced to prime Luke Skywalker, you know, and who who would have thought we saw we would see Ahsoka in live action, um, you know, just so many different things that you know were brought back or introduced in this uh, that just kills it. I think Mandalorian season two is probably the best season that they've put out so far. Um, again, we're only you know a little bit into season three. But I think each one of these seasons knocks it out of the park. And um, whatever episode it is, it is just always interesting to see what story they're coming up with, where they're going. And I love finding out the backstory of both Din, uh, Din Djarin and um, Grogu. I'm you know very interested to see how far we will go in his story. You know, I wonder when the Mandalorian ends, will we see him talking? Will we see him like truly wielding a lightsaber? And, you know, will we see a story of him going to get his own lightsaber? You know, what what are we going to see with Grogu? 
you know, are we going to do a time skip? Because, you know, he is still technically a baby, but he's 50. You know, what is going to happen? So will he be the next Mandalorian Jedi? You know, the second one to ever be. Who knows? Um, but great. And, you know, John Favreau and obviously Dave Filoni are, you know, the two ones in charge. But, um, you know, they, they, they kill it with this. And, you know, each of these uh, episodes also being directed by different people and different producers in the show. Fantastic touch as well. So, I mean, again, th- th- you know, there's there's nothing short to love about this uh, this show. And, you know, I think we're going to get it for definitely years to come. And it's seemed to become one of Star Wars' most beloved properties since it's been out. And it's only been out for four years, which is crazy. Um, you know, it definitely, it seems like a lot longer. But it's, you know, it's crazy to see how far the show has come in terms of character story and, um, you know, characters. So, uh, great, 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 great. Uh, moving on to our, I believe this is the number eight spot. We have Star Wars Resistance. Um, this has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and it's actually not certified because uh, it doesn't have that yellow thing. But it does have a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 56% audience score. Um, I don't think me or my brother can really give opinions on this because we have not seen it. At least as far as I know, you have not seen it too. Well, I um, could I could give like some like synopsis because like my manager at work, he actually sat down and watched this. So he kind of told me a little bit about it. So um, basically Star Wars Resistance takes place um, in the sequel era, um, basically – it is um, a story about, um, well, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, it's about the Resistance. Um, whether the characters are from the Resistance or they are from the New Republic, uh, I'm not too sure. But basically, it is a story about a bunch of characters that are obviously fighting against the First Order. So that is the timeline, first of all, where it takes place in. So it takes place in the sequel era. Um, and the show, from what I was told, was definitely meant more for kids. Um, you know, there are points where apparently they touch upon like the darker themes of Star Wars, but um, for most of the show, it is pretty kid friendly. Um, and I think that might have been the possible direction that they were trying to go in. Um, unfortunately, if they if if that wasn't the case, like in if they were actually trying to make this show, like no, I, I, think, know, it, for... I think it was meant to be a kid show. I, yeah, I really because I mean, it. obviously, you know, they have made animated shows for actually all the eras you know they have ones for the prequel era they have one for the original trilogy and uh, obviously this one's for the sequel trilogy um i think if you're a kid and you watch this show um i think it's the perfect show probably for a kid that's what it seems like but if you're just an everyday star wars fan and you're watching it like from a simple like you know star wars fan perspective um you probably think it's like a hot steamy dump of garbage um, because again, because it's, it's geared more towards kids. So it's hard for anybody else to really enjoy it except for children pretty much. Um, <clears throat> again, I haven't seen it, but that's like a basic summary about what the show is about. And, uh, you know, uh, basically what, yeah, what it's, what it's about. There's really not much we can say on this part. I mean, again, we haven't seen it, um, I probably definitely agree with the audience score. I mean, it, it makes sense that it's rated so low. Um, however, again, when it comes to the critic score, I would have to like see what the critics are saying about the show that is making it so 
highly rated. I mean, the fact that it's like in the top 10 of their Rotten Tomato list um, means that they might have to be doing something right. Um, the animation kind of reminds me of a anime that I recently just watched. And if, if the critic score has to do with anything like with the animation, then I could see why the critics might rate it so high because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the animation in that show. So if the animation is similar to this, then uh, I could definitely see why. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I really don't have anything else to say about this. Yeah, I mean, I would I would go with the same. Again, I believe it is a children's show. Um, I think it's intended for children. I don't think it was, you know, made to be another Clone Wars or anything. I think it was just a show um, <clears throat> that they threw that they threw together because of obviously the sequels. Um, again, I'm not going to hate on it just because it is a kids show, and you know, there's no reason for us to be hating on it if it is a kids show. Like that reminds me of a TikTok I saw the other day of. Disney Plus is coming out with like this literally like I forgot what it's called but it's like some Jedi and it's like a it's it's a kid show you could clearly tell it's a kid show for like five year olds and like somebody was like what the hell is this it's like it's a kid show man like yeah I think I know what you're talking about is it is it a show that takes place in the High Republic and it focuses on like a younger Yoda and like he's like helping yeah. like, younglings like train and stuff like that yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, like, a story like that, that's the perfect show for a kid. I mean, it, again, it, think about it. If you have children and you're trying to get them into the world of Star Wars, that's, like, one of the first shows that you would probably show them. For sure. You know, I mean, and I think it's good that they push out projects like that because, obviously, you want, like, the next generation to be in love with Star Wars just like we are. Yeah, but some people, you know, look too much into things, and, uh, you know, that is one of the biggest things – I'm sorry, Star Wars community. You know, I, I am a part of the community, but you guys suck. Uh, the fact that you sat there and made a TikTok saying, what is this garbage? It's a kid's show. Like, every, I'm pretty sure every sort of popular thing in media makes a kid's show because, obviously, there are parents that watch things that can throw on things for their kids or, obviously, it's popular enough where you could make a show for kids. Like, calm down. So, you know, again, Resistance... Maybe there's a story there that we don't see because I haven't, you know, I haven't watched it. Um, so I really won't give my opinion on it. You know, as of right now, I wouldn't put it high because I have not seen it. But maybe it is, you know, a lot better than I'm thinking. But yeah, really, I don't think either of us have opinions on it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, you got the next one. All right. Well, uh, just to give you an idea, uh, my my dear and wonderful brother. Uh, we are rounding the 50-minute mark, and I know it's going to cut us off at an hour. No, um, it won't. Oh, it won't? Because last time it did. Well, I know last time it did, but it had, like, a message at the bottom saying, like, oh, you only have 60 minutes. But, like, this one doesn't. So, like, I don't think it does. I don't know what happened last time, guys. I honestly don't know. If this one cuts us off again, uh, we'll just have to do it again and then combine the episodes. But it shouldn't. Um, it it might have just been a weird thing last time. I am not okay. sure. No, I mean, I just wanted to double check. So, I mean, like you said, if it cuts us off, we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. But um, so moving on to the next Star Wars project on our list, we have Star Wars uh, Episode Four: A New Hope, which came out in 1977. Uh, it is certified fresh with a critical score of 93% and an audience score of 96%. Um, some of the starring actors in this role are Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford, who plays Han Solo, and the beloved 
Carrie Fisher, who plays Princess Leia, and it is directed by George Mother Effin Lucas. <laughs> um, overall, you know, obviously, if you're a uh, Star Wars fan, uh, you know, this is the first movie of the Star Wars franchise ever created, uh, you know, 1977. Um, so this was the first piece of, of Star Wars cinema that, you know, Star Wars fans got. Pretty much, I mean, obviously, we know the prequels take place first in chronological order, but if you're looking at order of release, then A New Hope is the first movie, basically. Um, you know, brief, uh, brief synopsis about it. Uh, it focuses on a uh, small teenage boy from Tatooine who has dreams of traveling the galaxy and fighting the oppressive empire. And, uh, you know, with events happening in a space battle, these two droids land on Tatooine and they encounter a young Luke Skywalker. And they tell Luke Skywalker they were part of the rebellion. And he's like, oh, my God, no way. The rebellion? He's like, heck, yeah, I want to fight the Empire. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker was like, oh, Uncle Owen, I want to go to the Kashi station and pick up some uh, power converters. And then he's like, no, he's like, you must work on the moisture farm until the next harvest. And then maybe you can go to college. And he's like, I hate you, Uncle. And then he's like, I hate you, too. And then um, uh, R2-D2 runs away and Luke has to go save him. But then he gets attacked by sand people. And then, uh, don't worry, even though he got attacked, Obi-Wan Kenobi is here to save him. And then yeah. he takes Luke back to his house. And he's like, oh, hey, Luke, I fought with your dad in the Clone Wars. And he's like, what? No way, you did? He's like, yeah, he was like my best friend. And he was a great pilot, but then he died. And he's like, you want to see something cool? And he's like, yeah, what? And he's like, oh, look, it's a lightsaber. He's like, oh, dude, no way. And he's like, oh, it was your father, so you should have it. He's like, uh, I don't know. He's like, my uncle wouldn't want that. And he's like, dude, you got to be a man. And, you know, and then he's like, oh, shit, wait. If, if they know where the droids are, then they might go home. And then he goes home, and then he sees his home was burned to the ground. And, and uh, along with the um, the, the um, uh, Jawas that, that sold them the droids. And then he's like, well, I got nothing else tying me here, so I guess I'll travel with you to Alderaan. And, um, I, you know, you, you could stop me at any moment, Joey, if, if oh, you want okay. to. Uh, yeah, so that's, the, you know, that's definitely a good um, – that's actually – no, that was great. That was good. Oh, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, I mean, I can keep going, but I mean, for the sake of time, <laughs> we'll just continue on. Yeah, no, no. Um, but you know, like, like my brother was saying, um, this is, this is the introduction to Star Wars. This is obviously the movie that started it all. This is George Lucas's baby. This is his creation. This is where we get introduced to some of the most popular actors of all time. Um, obviously Harrison Ford, you know, was big during the time too, because I'm not sure if Indiana Jones was already out, but, um, we did see the likes of Alec Guinness too, which was a, you know, very popular actor at the time. We got introduced to Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, um, two greats. Um, it's just iconic. You know, again, we, we saw the introduction of Tatooine and, you know, part of our logo, two sons. We, we get the iconic scene of him looking off into the two sons. Um, you know, we hear about the Clone Wars in this, which starts a whole nother era of Star Wars that we'll see in the future. Um, we get our introduction of Obi-Wan, our introduction of Vader. Um, just, it, it's, it's the perfect story to start off with, and it starts off on such a strong foot, and I'm not surprised it's, you know, this high. Um, you know, again, that, that original trilogy is amazing and it's hard to beat. Um, the audience score 96%. I'm not surprised either. I think everybody can collectively agree that this movie is, you know, a perfect way to start off this franchise. And um, George Lucas 
you know, does phenomenal of, you know, bringing the audience into his world and, you know, introducing us to stuff we've never seen before. And um, again, you know, I, I think it's kind of ironic with the name, but, you know, it kind of gave audiences a new hope into, you know, a new genre of sci-fi that they were beginning to see because this was something like no other that, you know, was introduced to the theaters. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, great. Again, like iconic, even iconic characters such as R2-D2 and, you know, 3PO, we were introduced in this film. And it's just, you know, amazing that we still see them today. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people in this, you know, in the original trilogy has passed, but it is awesome, you know, to still see a lot of them today. So um, it's, you know, it's great. It's great. I'm pretty sure. um, I don't know if you have anything else to say about it or you want me to move on. No, I mean, like, just, you know, piggybacking off what you said, it's definitely a uh, great introduction film to the world of Star Wars. Um, You know, just very introduction heavy, you know, just building the foundations for the story and introducing the characters and everything. And, um, you know, from beginning to end, I mean, it's it's a great movie. I mean, from the um, initial encounter on the Death Star to the rescuing of Princess Leia to the, you know, meeting uh, before the uh, run to the Death Star. And then especially that whole they arrive at the Death Star when they begin the, uh, you know, trench flying and, uh, you know, basically conduct the mission to destroy the Death Star. It, it's all great. Um, everything, you know, from head to toe. I mean, these these actors, they do a great job of bringing the story to life. And um, it's, you know, that's why it's it's one of the best Star Wars films, um, you know, of, of the saga, pretty much. And uh, it's definitely a classic. I mean, you know, you don't care how old it gets. It's like, yeah, it was, it was made in the 70s. So what? I mean, it's still uh, a great freaking movie. So, um, you know, I always enjoy seeing it on TV, you know, because I mean, there's always a weekend where, like, you know, the Star Wars movies are just, like, being binged. And, like, you know, they always, like, show the original trilogy. And, uh, you know, I love watching them, you know, over and over again. So, uh, you know, overall great movie. Um, you know, I agree with the ratings. Uh, on the list, though, this would probably, probably definitely be top five for me. Um, so I think it should be a little bit higher. But, uh, you know, I agree with the ratings. Uh, they're pretty solid. And, um, you know, overall, yeah. I mean, great, great film. So, I mean, for for... A, a director, you know, George Lucas uh, knocked it out of the park because, you know, we talked about how, like, in some other projects, he uh, is not the best director, but for for his masterpiece and for his baby, um, he really does a good job of bringing Star Wars to life, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, moving on, one, two, three, four, five. Moving on, we are now into the official top five on the So, um, starting off, at our number fifth spot, we have Star Wars The Clone Wars, um, the series, which started in 2008 and we saw the end of in 2020. Um, this has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes as well. Uh, the... Hello? What? What? Oh, you, 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 you cut out for a second there. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so so like I, I, heard, saying... I heard you say Star Wars and like you just cut out. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so like I was saying, Star Wars, uh, this is, you know, starting our top five now for this Rotten Tomato list um, with a 93% critic score and a 92% audience score. So almost identical. I'm not surprised the audience score. I mean, I am surprised the audience score isn't a little bit higher. I mean, it already is very high, but I would put it, you know, 95, 96% similar to New Hope. But, um, you know, 
Star Wars The Clone Wars series, obviously, it's, you know, it changed drastically in animation and story from 2008 being a show on Cartoon Network to now, well, obviously not now anymore, but from its end on Disney Plus in 2020, um, you know, it's crazy that it did go on that long. I mean, obviously, it didn't run those full, um, it didn't run those full amount of years. But it did uh, come back, you know, and it brought us Clone Wars Season 7. Um, it introduced some of the most iconic characters in Star Wars to this day, such as Ahsoka, which I think everybody can agree with at the start and became one of the favorites, you know, now. And now we have a whole show with her coming out and we've seen her in The Mandalorian and live action. And, you know, who would have thought? But, you know, one of the most badass, turned out badass characters and interesting ones we've seen we saw more of you know the clone wars you know what it actually was uh we got you know introduced to the clones and you know we saw so much personality behind all these different characters um you know we got introduced to the likes of rex which has definitely become a fan fan favorite um you know we saw commander cody again which we saw in live action um Anakin and Obi-Wan, we really saw their brotherhood. We even saw Padme in this. Obviously, we got introduced to Cad Bane, one of the best characters in Star Wars. Hondo, again, one of the best characters. Um, I mean, again, I could, go, I could go on and on, and we could go on and on about, you know, how many characters are in this show and, you know, how many different stories take place and, you know, who we see and just everything that goes on that we would need, you know, a 12 hour long episode to really get through everything we would want to say about this. <laughs> um, I think we should definitely do episodes on each season to break it up. I think that'd be great. You know, season one, season two, and so on. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good way to do it. But, um, you know, a lot of people say they don't like the story because it's choppy and it doesn't flow because they go to different things. Who cares? It's cool for being a Cartoon Network show. It was, you know, definitely a lot of violence, you know, especially with the likes of Asajj, Asajj Ventress and Savage, two baddest characters, probably the most violent. We saw Dooku in this as well. Again, like names keep popping up. We're at reintroduction of Maul. Um, again, uh, animation was beautiful, you know, when it ended, and I still think it was good when it when it was. Um, it really showed, you know. It, it really made you fall in love with the clones or at least in, you know, I think me and my brother's opinions and a lot of other people's it, you know, it gave so much personality to the clones and it made you care a lot about them. And then when they showed order 66, it like ripped everybody's hearts out because especially when you saw the clones that started from, you know, generation one and, you know, made it years and years up until the end of the clone wars. So, just, uh, you know, fantastic individual stories, a great overall story, and, you know, just beautifully done. And I think this is, you know, Dave Filoni's baby and, you know, another great story that they produced, you know. And, you know, we saw, obviously, um, different voice actors for Anakin, Obi-Wan, and um, Ahsoka in this as well, such as Matt Lang and, and um, so on. So uh, just phenomenal, Def, you know, definitely. It's just amazing. I mean, I, I love Clone Wars. I think a lot of people can agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. Um, obviously, you know, our love of Star Wars, you know, stems from the prequel era. And obviously the Clone Wars had 
a big impact on that. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, you definitely need to check out the show. Um, I mean, I feel like it's a must. You know, if you're going to be a Star Wars fan and you're going to, you know, enjoy this universe, then, you know, you need to watch the show. Um, I I do agree that I wish the story was more driven and it was, like, more in, like, chronological order um, because sometimes, like, the jumping around, like, did bother me or did confuse me a little bit. Um, however, even though it did do that, uh, there's, there were a lot of memorable arcs and um, a lot of, of important storytelling, which, you know, like you said, really dove deeper into the clones, you know, gave them traits. And, you know, it started to create some iconic characters like, you know, Captain Rex and Commander Cody and uh, Wolf and Gregor and um, uh, uh, um, Waxer and Boyle and, uh, you know, Fives. You know, again, you, you know, the list goes on and on with all the, uh, <coughs> you know, all the different clones. And uh, like, you know, like you said, the Clone Wars, you know, was very similar to A New Hope in the way that it was kind of like, a introduction or like a reintroduction series of like different characters. So like, I mean, obviously you were reintroduced to some, uh, you know, well well known characters like Anakin Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi, but then you were also introduced to some new characters like Ahsoka Tano, uh, Saz Ventress, and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, overall it's a great project. Um, season seven really did it justice. I mean, there were a few episodes that were like, okay, like what's the point? Like it was pretty stupid. Um, but they really did do justice and they did end the Clone Wars, um, you know, on the right track. I mean, again, like it was one of those shows where you kind of felt surreal that like, you know, you started watching the show in like 2008 when we were kids and we were going to like elementary school. And me and you, I remember me and you sat down and we watched like the last episode together and like we're like in our 20s and we're in college. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's just one of those shows that you grow up with and um it will always be like a special part of our lives and just a special project in general. And um, really nothing but good things to say. Um, It's just such love for this show. And uh, you know, it really was amazing. And uh, it definitely was the kind of like grandfather to good Star Wars TV shows. Um, It really set the foundation for good um, animation and uh, you know, even for some good live action. Um, Like I think, I think because of the success of the Clone Wars, um, Rebels was able to shine so brightly. And, um, you know, they might have even taken inspiration from these animated shows when they did their live action shows. So um, overall, a great project. Um, definitely top five, in in my opinion. Um, if not top five, I'd be um, okay if it was even put like sixth or seventh. Um just because I would not, I would put it in my top three probably, but um, I definitely think well, things it, it's 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 hard for like a top five or top three just because there's so many different projects now, you know, like it's not just the movies, it's like the shows and you know, the, the standalone films that it, it, <laughs> it's hard to like put all the stuff that you love into like a top five, you know what I mean? Mm. So, uh, true, true, I guess, but uh, but yeah, moving on. Uh, in the fourth place spot, um, which I personally do not agree with, um, we have Star Wars The Force Awakens, which came out in 2015. Um, it stars Harrison Ford, which he makes his reappearance as Han Solo, uh, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, and Carrie Fisher, once again, as Princess Leia. Uh, this, is, this was directed by J.J. Abrams. It is certified fresh with a critic score of 93% and an audience score um, of 85%. Uh, Basically, you know, Star Wars The Force Awakens was the first project 
of the sequel trilogy. Um, so obviously after the prequel movies came out, um, the only Star Wars projects that we really got in between were, um, you know, some standalone films, uh, I believe, you know, I believe Solo and Rogue One came out before the, the sequel trilogies. Um, and, uh, you know, just a couple of, uh, you know, TV shows and, uh, you know, there were really no movies, um, you know, or, or I would say a, a direction, but, you know, well, actually I would say a direction. There was really no direction to where Star Wars was going. Um, and then obviously the sequel trilogy was announced and the force awakens was the first project. Um, basically in all honesty, the force awakens is just like a clear copy and paste of a new hope. Um, just with different characters in a different time era. Um, it basically follows the same story. You have a character on a desert planet um, who dreams of being a pilot and exploring the galaxy. Um, you know, does, does that sound familiar so far? A little bit, a little bit. And, uh, you know, they uh, meet some characters who are involved with either a uh, rebellion or a resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, also, also sound familiar? A little bit, a little bit. And, uh, you know, basically it uh, is about a story of a select amount of characters coming together to um, join forces and uh, basically blow up this giant um, devastating weapon that could destroy planets and entire star systems. Does that also sound familiar? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so pretty much uh, a clear copy and paste. But, you know, if you have to break down the sequel trilogy, like per movie, um, it is one of the more well done films of the prequel trilogy. It's probably definitely the best out of all three movies. Um, it's always nice to see the you know iconic characters return again. Uh, you know, like Han Solo, Chewbacca, uh, Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker. Um, you also see some nods to some like you know uh, past characters like Darth Vader, and um, you know I enjoyed the introduction of the new characters. Um, you know, like Finn, Poe, um, Ray, Kylo. And uh, overall, it was it was a good film. I mean, I think, you know, when it came out, you know, they had a certain direction that they were going in. I mean, obviously, we found out that, you know, that journey and that direction kind of got messed up. But I think for what they were going for, I think it was a pretty good movie. Um, I wish they were a little bit more original and they didn't just like copy and paste from the original trilogy. Um, I wish they would have kind of went in their own direction. But with that said, um, I think it's a pretty good stepping off point for the sequel trilogy. I mean, unfortunately, it was kind of a waste. But I think for what they were going for at the time, I think it was it wasn't too bad. Um, again, it's it's kind of hard to like paint this you know movie positively when like everything just reminds me of A New Hope. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard because you know you. You know, you definitely can see it is again like a cut and paste of a new hope. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely think it started off on the correct foot in the direction, you know, that they I guess originally planned for the sequel trilogy <clears throat> to go in. Um, I thought, you know, Ray was an interesting character at first. I, you know, we thought Finn was going to go a lot further as well. It was, you know, obviously great to see old characters return and the introduction of new ones. Um, and it, it felt like a fun <clears throat> adventure. It, you know, it felt like the stakes were there as well. Um, and, you know, again, overall, 
it, it just is hard for us to think of it on its own because it is so similar to a new hope um, with, you know, obviously the exception of different characters and a new timeline. Um, yeah. That's what's different about it. But overall we do see those, you know, similar qualities, but um, I am not complaining because I do, I do enjoy the film and, you know, it is nice because it does reintroduce us, excuse me, uh, to star Wars in the movies, you know, cause the last one, you would have seen in theaters was, I guess, technically Rogue One. But, uh, you know, if you're talking for a trilogy, was Revenge of the Sith, which was years before this. Um, do I think it should be in the top, you know, four? No. Um, do I think it deserves the same rating? It's hard to say because, you know, it is so similar to A New Hope. So I do rate that highly. So I, you know, would rate this highly. I think it is the best out of the sequel trilogy. Um, and I do agree with the audience score. Um, I do think Rotten Tomatoes got it wrong, though, because it's not necessarily original in its own sense. So, down. But um, overall, a strong film, and it introduced us on the right foot. It's just unfortunate that, obviously, we know it didn't go. It didn't keep going in that direction. <clears throat> so uh, moving on, now we're into the top three, which... Uh, Two of these projects I didn't see in the top three, to be honest. One of them I can definitely see, and the other one I can see as well, but I didn't think the top two would actually be uh, this high. But, um, you know, starting to go with our top three, we have the second, um, second movie in the original trilogy, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. This has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, with a 97% audience score. Um, not surprised at all that this one is so high. Um, a lot of people, you know, say that this is their favorite uh, movie out of all, you know, the nine Star Wars trilogy. Well, technically three Star Wars trilogy movies. But out of the original trilogy, a lot of people regard this as his favorite. Um, obviously, we do see the return of Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, James Earl Jones as the voice of Vader. We see Boba Fett in this as well. Um, it, it honestly is great. We see Hoth in this, which is, which is really cool to see too. Um, we see a lot of iconic scenes in that, such as the ad out scenes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we see, you know, one of the most iconic, uh, uh, duels. excuse me. Uh, the correct term is AT, AT, not at, at. I have it tattooed on my arm. I could call it whatever I want. Okay. Get it right. You freaking noob. Okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you get. That's what you get for pronouncing it wrong. All right, sorry, God, sorry, Star Wars, uh, you know, God. Um, but what's it called? Like I was saying, uh, we see, you know, some iconic scenes in that sense. We see, you know, the iconic, you know, Luke, I am your father, you know, line and all that. Um, and oh, we also and see, we also see the uh, we also see the iconic, uh, the, the iconic scene of where she's like, I love you. And he's like, I know. He's such an asshole for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's it's great. You know, we also see more of Luke exploring his powers. Um, it's a perfect middle film. And it, you know, is one of the most perfect Star Wars films. Uh, we can go on and on about this. But um, yeah, I see why it's so high. And um, again, it's ironic because George Lucas actually didn't direct this one. Um. Uh, it was a different director under the name of 
sorry if I get this wrong, Irvin Kirsch, Irving Kirchner, which he might have directed the sixth film, if I'm correct. Let me go back down. He, nope, he, nope, somebody else directed uh, Last Jedi. I mean, uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, so, you know, great job to him. And unfortunately, I don't think he gets a lot of credit because everybody thinks it was George Lucas. But um, th- this movie is great. And uh, it's it's it definitely is deserving of, you know, being in the top three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, you know, first of all, I definitely agree with the scores. Um, I mean, Certified Fresh, uh, 94%, and then, you know, Audience Score, 97 I definitely agree. I definitely think it should be top five, without a doubt. Um, definitely top three. Um, so, Ron Tomatoes got this placement, I, I think, right on the head. Um, I feel like Empire Strikes Back can kind of go anywhere top three. You know, I mean, I would be okay if somebody said it was first, if somebody said it was second or third. Um, it definitely is one of the more popular movies of the original trilogy. As you mentioned before, a lot of people see the Empire Strikes Back as their favorite movie. Um, and again, uh, we do see a lot of action. Um, you know, from the escape of Hoth to the uh, training on Dagobah to the uh, Cloud City on uh, Bespin. Uh, you know, to the fight scenes um, between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. Um, everything, you know, and the eventual capture of Han Solo and, you know, the escape of Princess Leia, Princess Leia Chewbacca, Lando, C-3PO, and R2-D2 is, it, it's all great. Um, it really is. Um, you know, we see a lot of the characters develop. Um, obviously, we see Han Solo become, like, more emotional and, you know, not just some, like, you know, a ruthless, like, you know, scoundrel slash um, smuggler. Um, you know, he starts to, like, develop feelings and uh, emotions towards, like, you know, Luke and Leia. Um, and he starts to, like, really open up as a person. Um, we kind of see Leia do that in the same regard. Um, I mean, obviously, when we meet her in A New Hope, she's kind of, like, stuck up, like, princess. Like, she thinks she, like, knows, like, everything. And uh, mm-hmm. she learns to grow this kind of, like, soft side, you know, especially towards Luke, but then, like, also at the same time, you know, slowly towards Han Solo. And, uh, you know, with Luke, we see the, you know, beginning, you know, well, I guess, like, a better word is, like, the continued, um, you know, training uh, on his road to become a Jedi. Um, obviously, we're introduced to, well, we're reintroduced, I guess, so to speak, chronologically, uh, to Grandmaster Yoda, who was on Exile on Dagobah. So we see him uh, learn what it really means to be a Jedi and, uh, you know, to go through the training and be connected with the Force. And uh, obviously, you know, we see his character develop in that regard. And then obviously the climax of that development is when he faces off against his father. He does not know he's his father yet until, you know, he gets his hand chopped off. Um, But, you know, his climax is when he fights against Darth Vader. And he finds out the ultimate truth that Darth Vader is, in fact, Anakin Skywalker, which makes him his father. And he's all like, no. I mean, he he says it a lot differently, but I'm not going to, you know, reenact that. But he's all like, no. And, um, yeah. You know, that's really where his like character peaks and um you know from from that it, it moves on to return of the jedi but uh you know like you said we're introduced to boba fett um another prominent character in uh, star wars uh lando calrissian which you know he's always a fan favorite and um overall great movie I mean, definitely great movie uh, i can see why it's top five top three and uh again another fun watch i mean again the original trilogies are just so well done it's just it's really hard to find anything wrong with them to be completely honest. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and we can't forget about our boy Chewbacca. I feel like we haven't really been talking about him throughout the uh, the original trilogy, but he's he's great. Um, you know, he's he's just a stud. 
So he's he's awesome. So I mean, you know, we we love you, Chewbacca. Okay, you know, we're not we're not forgetting about you. We promise. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's just so many characters to talk about. It's hard to keep track of all of them. <laughs> and he finally gets his medal, you know, in the sequel trilogy. So they did him right there. He does. Um, he had a great end. But uh, but it's so funny because I don't know if you know, but like since we're talking about Chewbacca in the original one, uh, Peter Mayhew, I believe was his name that, you know, portrayed him. Mm-hmm. One, he was like a dental assistant, but he was just like seven foot tall. So George Lucas is like, you're coming with me. <laughs> Came Chewbacca, obviously. Um, and um, he actually would say the lines like, you know, he wouldn't just make those. Sounds. Yes, I, I did see a TikTok about <laughs> so that. where He would actually so say the lines and, they would, and then they would like, like dub it over or whatever after he said the lines. Because like, he'd be like, oh, are you ready, Chewie? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it'd just be so funny to hear like a guy with like a soft voice saying that in this match. I can just I can just picture like George Lucas like sitting down in the chair like at a dentist appointment <laughs> and like you know Peter Mayhew is like his dentist and all of a sudden he's like I have a great opportunity for you. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that I, I definitely would like to see like you know I, I definitely gotta look up an interview with him and like you know what that was like for him because he was like older you know he wasn't like a young guy <laughs> so he probably you know stopped his career at that because you know obviously he didn't star in other movies but I'd assume he made so much money off of you it. Know, just out of curiosity, what do you think he was shouting when he was like shooting his um, blaster at like stormtroopers? Um, keep flossing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like you realize like, they, 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 like, they had to make him like growl or like speak when like he would like be shooting a stormtrooper. So it's like if the actor was actually speaking at that time, it's like, what was he saying? <laughs> I guess that's something we'll never know. We'll just have to leave it to our imagination. Because <laughs> just imagine like them like, you know, filming on set and they're like, all right, take five and action. And then like it's just like Chewbacca and he's like, take you. <laughs> just give birth. Yeah, give birth. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, that's a fun, uh, that's a fun mystery left to be unsolved. All right, but uh, moving on to the final two projects of the list from Rotten Tomato, we have Andor. Uh, it came out in twenty, so it just came out last year, and it is currently going on in the present day. Um, I mean, obviously it's not filming, but uh, the first season concluded, and you know. They probably have plans to make a second one, but you know we won't find that out until maybe Star Wars Celebration. Um, it is certified. I'm sorry, it's not certified. It is fresh with a critic score of 96%. Uh, it has an audience score of 85%. Um, some starring actors are Diego Luna, who plays Cassian Andor, um, Stellan Skarsgård. I have no idea who they play. Um, and Genevieve O'Reilly. Again, unfortunately, I have no idea who they play because I'm not very good with with names and actors and characters. So I apologize. Um, executive producer was Tony Gilroy and two more people. Uh, overall, basically the story of Andor follows the beloved character of Cassie and Andor from star Wars, a rogue one. And um, it's basically like a prequel to what he was doing, you know, prior to the events of rogue one. And uh, pretty much it just gives you a idea of his life. Um, you know, what he was doing before he joined the rebel Alliance um, it dives deep into his uh, childhood where, you know, they explore, you know, where he grew up and, um, you know, how he kind of came into the care of, you know, some of the characters that we meet. 
and how he kind of joins the life that he did. Um, you know, we're introduced to some interesting characters. Um, you know, again, some of them are likable and some of them are antagonists. Um, and overall, it does a really great job of kind of just being like the perfect espionage, like spy, assassin, uh, Star Wars show. And I think that's what everybody was looking forward to when they sat down to watch this. Um, there are a lot of memorable moments. Uh, I know you haven't watched it, Joey, so I'm going to try to do my best not to really spoil it for you that much. Um, uh, if you had to break it down, like, arc-wise, um, a lot of the... There were a lot of memorable arcs. Um, the episodes where he was in the prison, um, you know, that was a great arc, um, even towards the very end. Um, back on his home planet, um, the revolt against the Imperial Garrison was also great. Um, you know, let's see. Let's see what else. I'm just, I'm trying to think back. Um, when he goes undercover uh, to join the group of rebels um, to attack the uh, Imperial outpost, um, that's also a great arc. So there was a lot of great episodes, um, you know, during this. Uh, I mean, really, I think out of like all the episodes, I was probably maybe like bored or not interested in like one of them. So, I mean, overall, I mean, it was a pretty great show. Um, they really do a good job of like, you know, developing, you know, Andor's character and kind of like, you know, you know, again, they go from like, you know, showing like, you know, where he comes from, um, you know, what he's doing in the galaxy and, um, you know, kind of just like how he develops and how he learns that, you know, maybe he should use the skills because basically the whole premise of the show is that basically he's starting to find out that the galaxy is becoming smaller in a way because obviously the Galactic Empire is like taking over everything. So he's figuring out that like the galaxy is becoming smaller. I cannot hide forever and he should use the skills that he has for good. And that's basically like how it leads him to join the Rebel Alliance pretty much. Mm. And um, overall, it's a great show. I mean, like I said, we're introduced to some characters. Like, you know, they really flush out Mon Mothma's character. Because, I mean, obviously we know who she is, but, you know, we really don't know much about her. But she plays a pretty important role in this show. Um, more. Um, you know, we're introduced to a couple, you know, different rebels. Um, you know, whether they have importance or not is obviously up for debate. Um, but, you know, they're mostly like kind of like side characters, to be honest. Um, the show does primarily just focus on Andor, though. Like, you know, we, again, we are introduced to like other characters, you know, some that he interacts with, some that he doesn't, um, some good, some bad. But overall, it is on Andor and um, it does a really good job. And uh, it definitely, like I said, it definitely was that kind of like spy, um, assassin, espionage type story for Star Wars that, um, you know, nobody really gets to see, you know, because again, in the original trilogy, we're like, oh, yeah, these group of uh, rebels, you know, acquired these Death Star plans. And then, oh, these uh, Botham spies, like, you know, uh, acquired the second Death Star plans. And it's like, so you see all this like espionage and spying and stuff going on behind the scenes, but you don't really see any of it. So this yeah. show was a good way for them to kind of like introduce that area of Star Wars, and um, I mean overall it was it was great. Um, I the thing is though, would I put it top five? I think it's definitely good top ten. I think there are other projects I would definitely put over it. Um, uh, oof. I think the scores are okay. Uh, I think I'd have to agree with Ron Tomato. Um, Again, I'm not too sure about the critic score. I think the 90s is is good. Um, I think the high 90s is generous. I think like anywhere from like low 90s to like high 80s would be acceptable. Um, 
like I said, I could definitely make an argument for top 10, uh, but for having this project top three, especially top five, um, in my personal list, I would not put it there. But uh, I could understand why people would put it there in like their own personal lists. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know you can't really add much to it because you haven't seen it, but I mean, you know, unless you have any you know, thoughts of your own, um, you have the overwhelming pleasure of introducing our final and first project of the list. Uh, well, before I introduce our final project, um, I will say I am it, it was very interesting to see that they were making an Andor show. Um, I thought his character was interesting in Rogue One. Did I think we would see more of him? I did not. Um, it came as a surprise, but a welcome one at that. Um, I, 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 that, was, that was a reference. That was a Star Wars no, reference. That was a reference. Um, so, you know, again, it does give me hope to see more, you know, from other characters that, you know, we did see in Rogue One. Are you saying but, that Rebellions are built on hope? Rebellions are always built on hope. Oh, nice. But I think it was great that um, Star Wars was, you know, ballsy enough to do a show where it wasn't, you know, crazy so to speak you know wasn't just focusing on we weren't going to see no jedi or sith or anything like that it was just going to be a show in the star wars universe you know like spy espionage like you said and obviously it's popular enough both in critics and audience where they seem to succeed and it was like over 16 episodes from what i believe so um you know props to them and you know maybe we'll see more you know whether or not it's in another and or second season or not i'm you know excited to watch it you know now that i can binge the whole thing i really didn't get anything spoiled for me so i definitely am very excited but um yeah i mean so i can't say whether or not it's deserving uh you know from what i hear i hear great things i really haven't heard anything bad about it ever so uh closing out and we are coming up on a 90th minute mark so we made great time for these top 10 um <laughs> closing out with our list um, at a 98% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes with a 83% audience score, we have not a movie, not a live action show, but we have an animated show being Star Wars Rebels. Now, um, Star, Wars, uh, Star Wars Rebels <laughs> was also made by Dave Filoni. So, you know... <clears throat> the cowboy hat man? Cowboy Hat Man. Oh, nice. Cowboy Hat Man. Um, obviously, this did take place, I believe, on Disney XD because this was from 2014 to 2018. Um, it was four seasons, so I guess a season each year. Um, it definitely wasn't as violent as The Clone Wars, but I think the story was phenomenal. Um, I'm actually in the process of rewatching it right now. So, you know, again, I, the hype is coming back for me. Um, but we get introduced basically to <coughs> um, our main crew here being the ghost crew consisting of Hera, which is a character that we have seen in the Bad Batch. Um, Zeb, Zeb Aurelian, I believe is his full name, which is basically like another Chewbacca-like character. He also just uh, made an appearance in the Mandalorian episode today. Yes, spoiler alert, which I saw, you know, before I even watched the episode. So that sucks, but that's super cool because I'm super excited to see him in live action now. Well, well, um, you're, you already knew that part that he made an appearance in the episode. Yes, I know, but it sucks that I saw it before I actually watched the episode. Oh, yeah. Booze, booze. Um, Sabine, which she is a Mandalorian. Super cool. 
Um, Kanan, Kanan Jarrus, which is a uh, Jedi who we see in the Bad Batch and part of the Clone Wars, phenomenal, has become one of my favorite Jedis. And Ezra Bridger, who is our main character, our who ends up being a Jedi, and Chopper, who is the, the um, how do I put this? Uh, he, uh, he's he's a droid who is very um, violent. And just from, I'm literally on episode six of the first season. He has tried to kill Ezra like five times, like clearly tried to murder him. And I'm pretty sure he has a kill count of like thousands of people or something, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he'll never reach the kill count of R2-D2, but I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely up there when it comes to, uh, to droid mass murderers. I mean, I think R2-D2 is like in the millions or like the billions, but, um, yeah, uh, Chop is pretty high up there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just. Just do not mess with that man. <laughs> uh, we also do see Vader in this, as well as um, Inquisitors, including the Grand Inquisitor, which we just saw most recently in Obi Wan Kenobi. I prefer his animated um, uh, look, uh, but and we also see Thrawn. So we see a lot of cool characters in this as well. Yeah, we see um, Obi Wan, we see Ahsoka, we see Maul, we see Bendu, which is cool. Like that's a cool Force thing we got going on there. That is pretty um, cool. And yes, for it being a little more kitty, um, you know, obviously it may not have the greatest look, but I think especially towards the later seasons, the it looks, you know, it, it looks good. And I think the story develops so well. I think it definitely is one of the best stories in Star Wars. I think it gives us some of the best characters that I can't wait to see in live action or maybe even in more animated projects. Um, it's fun as hell to rewatch. Um, again, I love Kanan and Ezra's, you know, from watching Ezra in season one to season four, it's crazy how far he comes. Um, again, Dave Filoni pulls in your heartstrings. I won't, you know, give anything away, but, um, you know, in case anybody has not seen it, I highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, but overall it's, it, it definitely, you know, this was not one of my favorites when I was younger. I did watch it when I was on TV, though, and I rewatched it uh, probably back in 2019 before I started rewatching it now. Um, but I came to really love it again. You know, I put the animation style, you know, to the side, and it gives us some of the most iconic scenes that we've seen, such as, you know, the Vader and Ahsoka scene. Um, also, you know, Kanan. There's a lot of scenes with him. Ezra, we actually saw a nod to Rebels in two Mandalorian episodes ago with the, um, I got him. Purgles. The what? The Purgles. Purgles, yes, the Purgles, which are the space whales. that They play an important part uh, in actually probably the last episode for Rebels. Um, as well as we get the reintroduction, the clones. We get we see Gregor, Rex, and um, Wolf. Um, so, I mean... It, it definitely, it's it's a great show. I am very surprised that it is top one. Um, I would put this in my top Star Wars projects. I would really have to look at a list and, you know, make one to decide where, where I would put it. Um, not saying it's not deserving, but it definitely was a surprise that this became at the top list, being at almost 100%. Um, you know, again, I you know, going back and rewatching. Oh, we also see Hondo in this as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Going back and rewatching these episodes, I you know, I do not think there is necessarily a bad episode, but there definitely are stronger seasons. I would definitely put the last two seasons above the first two, 
But um, I think it does great in its development, and um, I think it's it, it brings us a lot of characters that fans have come to love, and I hope to see more of them in the future. So, I mean, um, do I agree with Rotten Tomatoes? Not necessarily. Um, I would put it a little lower, only because, again, I'm you know not a critic, and I think you know some of it isn't as strong as others, so I would probably put it at like a 93 or something like that. Um, but overall, I love the show, and I definitely think it's worth rewatching because, you know, put the action, even though the action is pretty well, um, and, you know, animation aside, even though the animation is not bad, but some of it is, you know, a little eh, um, it's it's a great show, and it's worth a watch. Yeah, um, I mean, I would definitely agree. Um, well, for starters, I agree <laughs> when it comes to the uh, the scores, I think. The critic score should be lowered a little, a little bit, at least until like the low 90s. I think that's fair. Um, audience score, I think it's also pretty good. Um, in my own personal list, uh, I feel like this would be definitely top 10, uh, but putting it first for Rotten Tomatoes. Um, again, <coughs> we're going by the tomato meter. So like obviously this is their highly rated project. Um, again, I would have to like speak with a critic actually to like see why they have it rated so highly. Um, this would definitely be like top 10 for me. Um, so it would definitely be lower, but where I would put it in my top 10, I do not know. Um, overall, it was a great show. I mean, I definitely think, because if we take a look here, hold on, let's scroll down. Keep in mind that, I mean, because it says the Clone Wars was running from 2008 to 2020, and this was 2014 to 2018. So the Clone Wars could have possibly been still going on while this show came out. So imagine having two animated series to watch at the same time. That would have been crazy. But um, I think they definitely took a lot of inspiration from the Clone Wars series, um, which really helped. And basically, like, again, we talked about it earlier, the Clone Wars was basically the grandfather uh, TV series for all these other animated series and these live-action series. And uh, I think Rebels definitely piggybacked off the success of Clone Wars and it drew in that crowd that really loved the original trilogy. And, um, you know, it was a combination of, like, Clone Wars-style animation and the original trilogy. So, I mean, obviously, anybody that loved that time period, like, basically ate the show up. The only thing that I did not like about the show was I did not like some of the animation and design. I thought the Stormtroopers looked disgusting. Um, they really didn't really? look like Stormtroopers, in my opinion. I thought they... I've come to like them. They look more like the Stormtroopers in the Bad Batch. Like, and I don't like that design, personally, with the Stormtroopers. I, I like their classic um, live-action design. Um, I I just... I don't know. I, I For some reason, I can't learn to love it. I I just... I don't like it, to be honest. Um, I also don't like the episode where they, you know... Um, where I think uh, they team up with the clones to go the to, to go to that um, separatist, uh, and you know you get the designs of like the B one battle droids and they just look janky and like kind of like disgusting. Um, so oh, honestly, yeah, yeah. Those, honestly, those besides besides those two designs, uh, I really don't have a problem with the show. Um, I think it's great. I think it is a little kiddish at sometimes. Um, I wish it was more kind of like dark and violent, like the Clone Wars was. Um, I think if it was, it'd be like a 99%. Like, I think I think that was like the one thing that it was missing. Um, I mean, the show was definitely serious and touched upon like different subjects and I mean, pulled on your heartstrings. But I think if it was a little more violent and a little bit more darker, just like the Clone Wars was in some regards, um, 
it would be like probably it would it would it would be in high competition between the Clone Wars, uh, so to speak. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, definitely. All the characters were lovable. Um, you know, as you know, again, Kanan Jarrus is becoming a lot of people's favorite um, Jedi. I mean, I think it's my like magic. Um, along with, I think it's like top three Jedi are like Kanan, Qui Gon, and like Luke Skywalker. Interesting. Um. So it would be cool to like actually like get his opinion or like you know stuff because I think you'd I think you would enjoy talking to him specifically because he has a lot of cool he he's like a huge Star Wars nerd like us so he has like a lot of his own theories and opinions and stuff and everything so I think you guys would enjoy talking to each other but um <clears throat> you know once again I I really enjoyed the characters um you know kind of it was kind of similar to uh, the Clone Wars in regards to like, it was kind of like an introduction and like reintroduction to characters. I mean, obviously we were introduced to, um, you know, new characters with crew. Um, there were new characters that we, um, you know, met throughout the series. Um, but there were some old ones that we were reintroduced to like, you know, Darth Vader, Ahsoka Tano, um, you know, uh, Thrawn, uh, Maul, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, especially after like listening to the first audiobook of like the Thrawn trilogy and like um, reading more like on Thrawn and him as a character, um, it definitely gives me a deeper appreciation for Rebels and it makes me want to like watch it again because there are characters like from the books that are in the series and it's kind of cool to see like how they like developed and like how they came into the situation that they are. So um, I would definitely be down to like rewatch it again with that in mind and. Um, you know, overall, it did leave a lot of questions unanswered. Um, but, you know, thankfully, we might have some answers to those questions in the upcoming Ahsoka series, um, which will be fun. And uh, like I said, I mean, obviously, we see the we see the ghost uh, ship um, make an appearance in the sequel trilogy. So, you know, we know the um, you know, we, we, we at least know that Hera's around. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, whether that's the whole ghost crew or it's just her. Um, you know, we're not so sure, but we do know that there is a future for the Ghost Crew and Ghost Squadron. Um, but whether they're all together or not is a different story entirely. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I I would definitely, I think it deserves top ten. I would push down the critic score just a little bit. And uh, like I said, it's another great animated series. I mean, again, if you're recommending stuff to a Star Wars fan, this is definitely on top of the recommendation. Um, and uh. And yeah, again, it's another show that we grew up with. I mean, again, same with with Clone Wars. Clone Wars started on Cartoon Network. This started on Disney XD, and um, you know, again, I mean, I this basically lasted my whole high school experience, pretty much. So I mean, you know, all throughout high school, like you know, this basically, um, you know, helped me get through high school. So uh, (laughs) yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much uh, all I have to say on that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think it was a great way, excuse me, to close out this list. And, um, you know, I definitely think it is an underrated show. What's but funny I think is it's... that the, the only two projects that I'm missing from this list are Star Wars Visions and um, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. I'm very surprised both of those aren't on this list. Now, something um... that I also quickly want to do is that before we wrap it up, I just want to build, <laughs> I, I just want to list off the uh, top. Uh, we'll do top 10. I want to list off the top 10 quickly if we did it by audience score. So yeah. if, we, if we switch it to audience score, these are the top 10 Star Wars projects according to Rotten Tomatoes. So 
let's see. We'll we'll just start from. Well, actually, hold on. I gotta count one, two, three, four, and then five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, I think if I start here, then it's ten. Okay, so at the top ten spot, we have Star Wars: The Force Awakens at eighty-five <clears> percent. <throat> we have at the ninth place spot, we have The Mandalorian, also at eighty-five percent. At the um, eighth spot, we have Andor at 85%. At the seventh spot, we have Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker at 86%. At the fifth spot, we have Rogue One A Star Wars Story at 87%. The fourth place spot, I'm sorry, wait, no, I miscounted. Um, the, let's see, this would be the fifth place spot. I'm sorry, the fifth place spot, we have. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars 2003 edition, so like the old cartoon edition. Um, did I say Rogue One? I said Rogue One, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, at the fourth place spot, we have Star Wars The Clone Wars at a 92%, and then we have the original trilogy basically topping the top three. Uh, the third place spot, we have uh, Star Wars Episode 7. Um, I'm sorry, Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, uh, at a 94%. We have Star Wars uh, Episode 4, New Hope, at 96%. And we have Star Wars Episode 5 and Empire Strikes Back at 97%. Hmm. And just to give an idea, Rebels, Star Wars uh, Rebels would have been at least at like the 12th or 13th spot. And the lowest rated projects um, would have been like the ones that are like kind of like rotten. Um, is the the bottom list is Star Wars: The Clone Wars movie at forty percent. Um, then following that, Star Wars: The Last Jedi at forty two percent, The Book of Boba Fett at fifty five percent, Star Wars: Episode Two: Attack of the Clones at fifty six percent, Star Wars: Resistance at fifty six percent, Star Wars: Episode One: The Phantom Menace at fifty nine percent, and you know the rest of them are like fresh popcorn, but those are like the soggy rotten popcorn. So it's an entirely different list if you look at it from an audience score, which is also interesting. But I just kind of wanted to like point that out, just so you can see like the difference between like the critics and the uh, audience scores, and like yeah. how easy a list could change if you look at it from an audience perspective or if you look at it from a critical perspective. Definitely is very interesting, and like how dress, <clears throat> how how much that list can change from that. It just definitely goes to show that, like, you know, critics and, I guess, normal viewers view things differently. You know, again, I would love to know what a critic list looks like. Like, I want to know if they go in with 10 things that they, you know, have to look for and score it on that scale. I would love to learn how to become a movie critic. Uh, but I would hate to, like, see something I would want to love and, you know, review it badly. Um, but I guess, you know, that's their job. <clears throat> But uh, you know, very interesting. I you know I, I do I do quite enjoy these Rotten Tomato episodes. Obviously, it's different you know for projects such as uh, Star Wars and Marvel. Uh, you know, the only one we haven't done is DC, and maybe we should do that as our next Rotten Tomato one. You know, yeah. and I would have to say, like <clears throat> when it came to this list for Rotten Tomato, um, overall, I feel like we pretty much agreed with them. I think there were a few projects where we like either would have put them lower or higher, but I think overall we agree with Ron Tomino more with Star Wars than we did with the uh, MCU. Oh yeah, I mean, I because I feel like, yeah, 
I mean, even though there has definitely been less projects, it um, they seem to hit the nail on the head with a lot of these. Uh, so I don't know. You know, it's quite interesting that it, it did work out like that. Um, and you know, but I do like that this list included both you know the shows and uh, the movies. <coughs> and it's quite interesting to see, like, so let's. If we're going from our top 10 list, which is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 1, 2, 3, 4 of those are movies, and the rest are shows, which is just crazy. And 1, 2, 3 of them are animated shows. So it's... uh. It definitely is quite interesting to see, you know, what Star Wars has put out and uh, how they rate it. And, you know, from this list, Star Wars has really not put out that many bad projects. You know, technically, they've only put out three bad projects, you know, if you're talking Rotten Tomato wise. Other than that, the, you know, next like 17 are good. And, you know, and what's, what's also, I mean, they have, they almost more than half their list is in the 80s which is, you know, great for Rotten Tomatoes. And what's also interesting is that we could really see, like, how the Star Wars community, like, rates their projects because we could see the drastic difference, like, between ratings, like, when it comes to each of the trilogies and, um, you know, whether or not you could, like, you know, argue, like, that's, like, you know, one of the points of the fandom being toxic. Um, I mean, it just goes to show because, again, like, the fact that like pretty much the whole top 10 list changes once you put it into audience score just kind of shows like where people's star Wars loyalty and where they're like, you know, love lies pretty much. Um, obviously a lot of the projects that are in the top 10 are, uh, you know, they're close to a combination, but most of them are kind of associated with the original trilogy. I mean, we have the whole original trilogy and then we have, um, rogue one. Um, and even projects like, you know, the Mandalorian and Andor are, you can kind of argue that they're during, like, um, well, you know, Andor is definitely during the original trilogy. And then the Mandalorian, um, there still are themes of, like, you know, the Galactic Empire and stuff in that show. Um, but, uh, you know, even some of Disney's projects, like, you know, the Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars The Force Awakens, um, have made it into, you know, the audience score of top 10. Um, so it just kind of goes to show, you know, you get you get an idea of, like, where the Star Wars community is at, and, you know, what, what projects, you know, they might rate higher than others. So um, I think that's also a cool perspective to look at it from. Yeah, for sure. But um, I think that pretty much wraps up our conversation for uh, Ron Tomatoes in uh, Star Wars. So, um, you know, these are always fun episodes, um, you know, even though we bought heads with Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's cool that we sit here and we, you know, look at their list and we kind of like break it down and, you know, because some of the lists, I mean, obviously you don't really see it when we're talking, talking, but, you know, before we start recording or after, you know, <laughs> we we're like, you know, oh, wow, they're like, you know, we always talk about, um, you know, how surprised or how shocked we are by, you know, some of the lists and like where they have stuff. So, uh you know, even though we do have a love-hate relationship, uh, it is always to, uh, you know, see these lists and you know, see where these movies stand for me, a critical standpoint. And, um, you know, again, Star Wars is one of our beloved franchises. I mean, it's something that inspired this podcast, you know, the podcast name and the logo. 
So, I mean, it was only right for us to do a uh, Ron Tomatoes episode on Star Wars. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, well, guys, that closes out our episode. Um, if you guys like these episodes of, you know, our talking about Rot Tomatoes and, um, you know, with these lists and everything, I, I you know, I know we definitely enjoy them. And, you know, we're definitely going to do future ones with DC and maybe Jurassic Park or something like that. Um, and, you know, there's definitely so much more we can do. Rocky, Terminator, you know, you name it, all these franchises. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so it definitely is fun to do. And, you know, I hope you guys enjoy it. I know you enjoyed the uh, MCU one. So, you know, let's hope that this one gets as high. I know it's in different parts, so it's a little weird. Um, I do want to say, you know, thank you for everyone that's listening. Uh, I want to say that, you know, we continue to grow, which is, you know, great. I love it. Um, you know, we have a lot of, uh, I, you know, I'm finally able to see uh, our followers that are like on Spotify. So I guess, you know, the ones that hit the notification bell and everything, that's over 20 people. Um, to, you know, to us, that's a lot of people. I mean, um, it, you know, may not seem like a lot. Again, that's, you know, only a handful of people to a lot of people. But, uh, you know, 20 some people to me is, you know, outstanding. You know, I really that that's that's crazy to me that um, we have people that actually follow, you know, our podcast on these platforms and, you know, look forward to these episodes. And, you know, um, I do apologize that we do not get out as much content as other podcasts. But uh, as you guys know, again, we are both students and um, it is very hard, you know, my brother goes to school full time, works part time. I go to school full time and essentially work full time. So it is very hard for both of us to, you know, get good schedules to have these discussions and everything. But, you know, as the time goes on, we hope to grow more and, um, excuse me, uh, you know, get out more content. What I would love to do, excuse me, um, what I would love to do is, you know, grow even further on social media. I, you know, I have to work on how I can get out there more, how we can get this podcast out there and, you know, grow to you know, I think one of the goals for our podcast is to be invited to a premiere for something, whether mm-hmm. that's a show, movie, short film. I, I don't care what it is. I don't care what studio it is, because even though we focus on a lot of, you know, pop culture, Star Wars, Marvel and all that stuff, uh, this podcast is about movies. Yes, we don't talk about critically acclaimed films, but, you know, this is what we love to talk about. This is what we love to watch. And, you know, this is something that I am, you know, I think both of us are passionate about. And, um, you know, I'm happy that it continues to to grow. Um, you know, my goal is by the end of the year is to get, you know, over a thousand total listeners. Whether it happens or not, who knows? Um, I just hope we can continue to grow, you know, across the world and even add more countries to our list. Um, and, you know, thank you guys for tuning in and listening and, you know, just giving any support. Um, again, I, you know, please interact with us on social media. I know I don't do it a lot, but, you know, if you, you know, you know, you want DM us on, you know, obviously our socials or just, you know, any questions you have put in like, you know, the comment section of our posts or just, you know, anything like that, because, you know, we both enjoy doing this and our goal is to continue and continue growing. Yeah. And I mean, um, you know, that that also goes for like people that know us. I mean, like if you know us in person and like, you know who we are, 
like don't be afraid to like still like ask us questions or give us like topics to like talk about you know over social media i mean like you know we don't need like i mean it would be cool to obviously hear from somebody that we don't know and you know somebody that's a listener but i mean if you're out there and you listen to us and like you know who we are um then, I mean, please, I mean, still leave suggestions, you know, give us topics or conversations to talk about. I mean, don't be afraid to, you know, hit us up on social media just because you know who we are. Like, you're you're allowed to message us. Like, I promise it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, like, you know, we both are, you know, we, we love talking about virtually anything on this podcast. And, you know, obviously, as you guys know, we lean more towards Star Wars and Marvel. But, um, you know, we I have so many ideas in, you know, the various folders I have for this and written down in my notes, and I know my brother does too. So with more time, um, you know, more people, we could put out so much out there. I mean, you know, again, I think we almost have um, 50 episodes uh, in total. I have to count again, but I think we're up to like 30-something now, which is crazy um, that, you know, we've even put out this much, you know, hours of content and that these keep growing and, you know, how long we do them. Obviously it was the 60 minutes and now we're doing hour and a half, two hour episodes and people listen to that. So please guys, you know, spread with your friends and, you know, family and, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, whether you're young, old, middle age or whatever, just we appreciate everybody listening. And, um, you know, we hope you guys continue to join us through this, wonderful journey of two sons podcast but to close it out we are available on instagram facebook and twitter all under two sons podcast that a sons with an o and not a u because we are two brothers um closing out the podcast you know here's my wonderful brother with his words of wisdom oh you know what are, what are philip's uh, wonderful word of wisdom today um <laughs> uh no i mean just uh you know, thank you guys for all the continued support and uh, love that you show. Uh, you know, once again, it's always a pleasure to sit down uh, every week with my brother and uh, record an episode. Um, because it, it's always nice talking about stuff that you're passionate about. And, um, you know, no matter how big we are, you know, how much we grow, uh, I'm always going to love doing Two Sons podcasts. I'm always going to love and cherish these memories that we make. And I'm always going to appreciate every single listener, um, you know, no matter how big or small. Um, you know, what country they're from, uh, you know, just know that everybody that listens, uh, you are loved and, uh, you know, we greatly appreciate your continued support and, uh, you know, for, uh, I have a feeling that, you know, the next couple of episodes might be more heavily star based, um, just because <laughs> it seems like we're kind of bless you. It seems like, uh, we're kind of on that train and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of projects coming out in the spring and the summer that, uh, you know, we'll be, you know, excited to talk about. And, um, and yeah, but, you know, once again, you know, thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, this is our third and final part of our conversation on Rotten Tomatoes and Star Wars. And, uh, you know, overall, it was a great discussion. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, you know, please let us know your own list, um, you know, whether you agree or disagree with Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, if you have any other list that you want us to break down uh, when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, uh, please let us know. But uh, other than that, you know, whatever time of day you're listening to this, you know, in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, um, have a good day regardless. Uh, please be safe out there. Uh, do not do anything stupid. And may the Force be with you. And you all have a great one. By the way, I, I just thought of this. If anybody listening to us is like a graphic designer or something, 
uh, you know, I would love to update our logo for this podcast. Um, so feel free to hit me up on our socials about that. Um, you know, spit out some ideas. But like my brother said, have a great morning, great evening. Ooh, you know what I could actually do? Sorry, this is like a total, but <laughs> my key holder, um, he actually, I think, because he showed me like this, like this web drawing that he did of like Sonic. And um, he was going to like, you know, draw it out and then like print it out as a poster and then give it to his friend. So I wonder if I could talk to him about like possibly maybe designing something for us, um, maybe Star Wars related or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely because, again, when I designed our logo, it was a pretty basic logo, um, but it got the job done. And I would love, you know, to switch it up a little bit and, you know, make it a little more, uh, you know, newer and just cleaner looking. So, you know, definitely, definitely talk to him about it. And, you know, of course, we'll we'll, we'll pay whoever does this. Um, um was deserving of the work and um you know again anybody out there you you don't have to be like crazy yeah but i would love to just spit out ideas and see if you can come up with anything uh you know that would fit our you know look and excuse me god fit our look and you know our overall view um but yeah i just thought of that sorry to like kind of ruin the (laughs) closing a little bit but um I've been wanting to do it for a while and I don't know any graphic designers off the top of my head. I could probably ask around work or something, but yeah, definitely ask that. And uh, anybody listening, if you are, or, you know, spread the word and regardless, spread the word, you know, if you're in school, go to your friends and be like, Hey, hear about this two sons podcast type of podcast, you know, check it out, you know, put it on while you're, you know, taking a poop or something. I don't know what you do. Um, (laughs) Or, you know, walk around. <laughs> oh my God, or do it at work or something. I I know that's what I do because I, I don't like my work. Um, <laughs> but overall, yes, guys, thank you for listening to this. You know, third and final part of our Star Wars Rotten Tomatoes journey, and we hope you continue with this journey with us. May the Force be with you. Have a great evening. Have a good night. Have a good morning. Just overall, have a good. Peace out, guys. <laughs>